A neo-Nazi convicted of hate crimes, multiple teachers at the same BC school have developed breast cancer, is Canada helping Cameroon negotiate a peace plan or not, and calls for Sri Lanka's debt to be cancelled grow. Good morning. It's Thursday, January 24th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. We start with some good news this morning. Montrealer neo-Nazi Gabriel Soyer-Chaput was found guilty yesterday of promoting hate towards Jews. Paul Cherry at the Montreal Gazette reports that the judge didn't buy Soyer-Chaput's defense that he was writing racist trash for racist website The Daily Stormer satirically. Soyer-Chaput had been free since his arrest since 2018, but after he rendered his decision, the judge ordered him to be taken into custody. He was released the same day after agreeing to several conditions. His sentencing hearing will happen soon. The judge wrote, quote, In light of all of Soye Chaput's writings, the court could not ignore what the ideology of Nazism meant. On the contrary, through his writings, we can infer that he was well-versed in the matter of hateful ideology that Nazism represented and the role it played during the Second World War. Soye Chaput was a prolific writer for the Daily Stormer and wrote under the pseudonym Zeiger. He was high profile in the online neo-Nazi world and was unmasked by a series of articles by John Milton, Shannon Karanko, and Christopher Curtis in the Montreal Gazette. His hatred wasn't limited to Jewish people alone. Their investigation found hateful comments that Soye Chaput had written that targeted black people and queer people as well. The Southern Poverty Law Center, an American group that tracks the far right, said in 2018 that Zeiger was probably the second most famous person associated with the Daily Stormer. He also held organizing meetings at his Montreal apartment. Now over to Maple Ridge, BC, where multiple employees who worked at the same wing at Alouette Elementary School have been diagnosed with breast cancer. Isabella Zavariz from CTV News Vancouver reports that WorkSafe BC and the BC Centre for Disease Control have been notified about the cases. There's been a lot of testing that has happened at the school as a result, including testing for asbestos, mold, and the water quality. Nothing has indicated that there was an environmental hazard that has created this cluster of breast cancer cases. The Fraser Health Authority has said that the school is safe. This might be the first time that BC Cancer has found evidence of a cluster of cases. Since 1990, BC Cancer has been involved in eight school-related inquiries, and none have found an actual cluster. Now to national news. Cameroon is saying that contrary to Canadian reports, they have never asked Canada to help mediate peace talks within that country. This past weekend, the Globe and Mail reported that secret meetings have, quote, set the stage for Canada to become the chief mediator of peace negotiations in a worsening armed conflict in Cameroon that has so far killed more than 6,000 people. Melanie Jolie said that Canada, quote, has accepted the mandate to facilitate this process. Cameroon's sectarian fighting goes back to the unification of former colonies, one controlled by the British and one controlled by the French. The Globe reports that the English-speaking region has felt marginalized and excluded by the French-speaking majority within Cameroon. 
the English-speaking regions have tried to create a new state called Ambazonia. And Jeffrey York and Paul Ngee report that leaders from four Ambazonia groups have signed a commitment to engage in a process overseen by Canada. The president of the United Socialist Democratic Party, Prince Iko Ikoso, has said he wanted to see a Canadian-led peace process be taken seriously. But it seems that there is not unanimity for Canada to play this role. In state media, the Canadian press is now reporting that Cameroon has rejected that this is happening. A press release from the Cameroonian communications minister, René Sadi, said, quote, Cameroon has not entrusted any foreign country or external entity with any role of mediator or facilitator to, sell it, to settle this crisis. The Canadian press's Dylan Robertson reports that the Canadian press couldn't confirm the details within the press release. All I can say is I would tread with caution if Canada is knocking on your door promising to help you solve interlinguistic tensions. And finally, to Sri Lanka, where 182 economists from around the world have signed a letter calling for Sri Lanka's national debt to be forgiven. Al Jazeera is reporting that Sri Lanka owes more than $52 billion to creditors. Nearly 40% of that debt is owed to private creditors, including financial institutions like banks. 52% of the remaining 60% is owed to China, 19% is owed to Japan, and 12% is owed to India. The union representing factory workers in Sri Lanka has argued that the measures imposed by the IMF on Sri Lanka as part of its debt relief plan, quote, will have the Sri Lankan government privatize state-owned enterprises, impose new taxes, and increase the tax rates. The country defaulted on its debt payments last year and negotiated a 2.9 bailout with the IMF, but the IMF refuses to release the money until they say the debt is sustainable. Sri Lanka's ongoing financial crisis has left 8 million people struggling for food. Last week, India, quote, extended financing assurances to the IMF, unquote, which will allow for Sri Lanka to, quote, move forward. But the assurances weren't specified, reports Al Jazeera. China's Exim Bank of China is prepared to suspend debts for two years on all Chinese loans, while creditors work together to figure out the medium and long-term commitments. Of course, when it's creditors calling the shots, that leaves very little opportunity for Sri Lankan leaders to be able to do so in a country that already is racked with corruption, especially as it relates to the debts that they are currently trying to repay. Those are your headlines for Tuesday, January 24th. I'm Nora. Folks, today is Sandy and Nora Day. So look for a new episode, a new, new, new episode where we're live and talking about the issues right now. We'll drop in a couple of hours. Stay tuned.